Welcome to Performance Marketer, home of the market makers, the arbitragers, the everything about lead gen. My name is Eric, and on this podcast, we talk about how to make money online. So we're going to dive in today, and we're going to talk about a three-step framework on traffic, something that people ask me about all the time. So stick around, and we'll be right back. I spent the last 17 years building my eight-figure performance business without using any of my own money, working with some of the most brilliant direct response marketers in the world today. Now I'm looking for entrepreneurs to join my affiliate army, built on ethics, transparency, and good old hard work. Join me to change the perception of how people view the greatest business in the world, affiliate marketing, and follow along as I learn apply, and share performance marketing strategies working with some of the brightest people on the planet. My name is Eric Beer, and welcome to the Performance Marketer Podcast. The more people that keep asking me, I'm going to be forced to create something. So I'll do it sometime in 2022. It's got to be set up and structured the right way where I can deliver and meet the expectations of what people would need and want. And it also works for me in my life right? Because I'd be doing it more for helping people, making an impact. It's not about the money. I practice what I preach, right? Everything we talk about on this channel, I do, okay? We, we earn a living by the things that I'm trying to show you. I don't need to make money by coaching. There's a lot of people out there that are coaches and they make money by coaching. And that's great. It's good side business, right? But that's not how we make money. Now, I'll do something, I'll, I'll, I just gotta work it out. But if you're interested, obviously, just keep reaching out and, and stay in the loop when I announce it. Being on my text community is, is helpful. I'll, I'll likely be announcing it to people in my communities first before I put it out into the world. You know, if you wanna be in my community, 917-636-1998, subscribe to this YouTube channel, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have it here, same with, Subscribe to the podcast. We'll, we'll announce it there. Yeah, and you know, if you follow me on any set, Instagram, Facebook, I think I'm on LinkedIn, and and we have TikTok, but we aren't very good at that yet. Uh, I haven't figured out how to like do the little dancing thing. No, no, I'm not very good at that. So uh, we'll see if we ever do that. But um, it's a powerful platform that we'll have to focus on one day. But with that said, not worried about that. I'm just worried about getting good content out into the world for all you people, all you entrepreneurs and, and people that are media buyers and, and people buying leads or wanting to buy leads or wanting to quit their job to create some financial stability and wealth in your family. You could do it without having much of an investment. You know, it's hustle, hard work. That's what we do, right? We make markets. I'm going to answer the question that I get all the time, which is how do you get traffic? I have a little presentation here that I'm sharing with you. We talked about frameworks, right? Processes, systems, and we talked about how you want to try to become the category king, right? So like this channel is all about lead gen, right? We're talking about lead generation, you know, arbitraging media. We're talking about us being market makers and you got to name those things. Yeah. The way that you become the category king is you name them. So I've been screwing around with it, you know, as we get going, I, I just think it's going to, something's going to stick at some point that's going to feel natural. Right, we started with my perfect survey method, but my perfect traffic method, the beer traffic method, lead traffic method, traffic acquisition method, right? There's so many different things we can come up with. It's funny when you start coming up with names, you start thinking about it and it's like, we were like my perfect survey method, right? But one thing I'm starting to learn, and this is you know a little tip for you guys when you start to name things that I think is uh, getting me to think about it in a different way is rather than focusing on the vehicle, which would be, let's say in this case, the survey method, you want to focus on the result, right? You'll get into what the vehicle is later. So my perfect survey method is fine, but there still needs to be something tied to the result of what that survey method is. It's something I'm kind of like thinking about, but um, that's, that's going to catch somebody's mind, right? That's, that's what you're going to be interested in. Like, cause you, you care about the result. Yeah. Yeah. You care about how, like how you're going to get there and stuff, but bottom line results, or what matter. That's it. In any event, just kind of playing around there with frameworks. If anybody likes anyone or has an idea, if 
fire away. Send it to me. Entrepreneurs are asking me all the time, how do I get traffic? How do I find leads? They're asking me, like, when I tell you I go to a conference, I if I had a dollar for every time someone asked me that question, or if I sh show you my text community, the amount of text that I get, or just messages, it's it's wild, really wild. And I love it. And I truly love it because that means people want to learn. And they think that I have some answer for them, which is great. So, and I do. The thing though, that I always try to look at is, yes, you want to look for leads. Yes, you need traffic to get leads. But the better question is, how do you find your customers? Leads are potential customers. You want to find your customers. You don't want to just get leads. You want leads that will convert into customers. So what I'm going to do, because I find that a lot of people, as I start talking to them and I start using different words, marketing words, et cetera, they, they get lost just on just the, 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 the actual word itself because they don't understand what it means. So as I go through this, I'm going to define some things and then I'm going to try to recap it as we go through. Honestly, guys, I could probably sell this course right now. I could, what, what, what I'm about to talk about, I could likely sell as a course. I could sell it for probably $997, right? Do a webinar, talk to people about it, and then get them to sign up for some training or masterclass or, you know, something that's evergreen. Maybe, you know, create a little like Facebook group where I do some lives and have some accountability coaches, all that good jazz. But literally all the stuff we're going to talk about right now that's free for you right now is a course, right? This is, this is serious stuff. So take out your pen, take out a pad and uh, start taking some notes because this is going to, it's going to be killer. First, I want to define what marketing is. Marketing is a process, okay? It's really important for you to understand. It's a process. What you're doing when you're marketing is you're promoting, or you're advertising something, a product or service to your target market. And this is the one thing that I always find that's really challenging for people, which is a market, right? A market is a place, okay? I want you guys to truly understand that, right? Simple. It's just a place where people go, buyers and sellers go to buy and sell something, right? To facilitate some transaction, right? So some examples of that, just so you can wrap your head around this, because we use the word market a lot, right? Stock market, right? Bid, sell, people go to some exchange and they're, right? They're trading, right? We're calling it a jewelry exchange, right? There's a, a bunch of jewelers that are in a place, people go there to look for jewelry. Any marketplace, could be a farmer's market, right? Supermarket, right? You know, and you start to really think about this, exchanges, markets, they're all just places, okay? So similar to that of what we're doing, we're looking to market online, we're looking, we're marketing, which is the process, to a market, which is a place, okay? In this scenario, it's online. Amazon, as an example, is a market, right? It's a place that allows people to come and, and put their products on their platform, right? To sell something and buyers come and, and purchase it. And if you go through Amazon's history, it's really cool on how they built their business. Maybe one day we, we can go and, and kind of hack that entire business and, and just lay it out. But it's really powerful on, on where they started and how they grew and went from just listing products to creating their own and things of that nature. Leads, okay? They're a person or a company, depending on if you're doing B2C or B2B. All this is, is you're getting somebody who has an interest in whatever it is you're selling. I find when I, when I, when I talk to a lot of people in the lead gen space, especially like these big players, they lose sight on that because there's so much data. They talk about like leads as data. A lead's a person. Every lead is somebody that's signing up for something, clicking on something, purchasing something. They're real people and you gotta understand that. It's really important you understand that because it all starts from the front end. I'm gonna start recapping this as we go through, just so you guys can see this. When you're generating leads, there is lead temperature and that is all based on the lead quality, right? So typically we like to refer to that as cold traffic, warm traffic, hot traffic, right? Cold traffic, no one has any idea about you right? These are the things that we try to focus on. It's top of the funnel. Talk about that in a sec. Warm traffic. They know you. Maybe they, maybe they bought something from you. Very low ticket. And then the hot is somebody that knows you, buyer. They're ready to roll. 
they've bought from you already, they're ready to buy from you, those are the people that you're honing in on. It's really important for you guys to understand that every lead has a value, every lead has a certain quality. As a simple example, it's all based on intent. When somebody is in Facebook and scrolling and then their newsfeed is an ad and you're going to do something that's going to attract them to you, talk about AISTP framework, you're gonna attract them and the ad's gonna attract them, it's gonna create some curiosity and they're gonna click. That morning they had no idea that they were gonna click on that ad. Versus, in comparison, if somebody went to Google and they typed a keyword in to search for something. They are the ones that are being proactive. In Facebook, they're being reactive. In Google, they're being proactive. Very different. And that all comes down to just simple intent. You might get somebody to buy in Facebook, but they didn't know they were buying when they woke up this morning. People that are searching in Google, those people, they want something. They're looking for something. It's a very different type of lead. That's all where the traffic quality comes in. And we could dive into that and create frameworks around that all day long. But I want to get through this quickly. It's not going to be quick. I got a lot of I got a lot of slides, a lot of slides. So we might even break this up into a bunch of videos. We're going to continue on, but I want you to understand that like each one of these could be a framework. And here, it's a three-step process, which is going to be a very high level. We're going to go into a bunch of stuff, and then I could always dive in deeper if, if you guys want in certain aspects. People ask me all the time. I'm happy to do so. Lead generation, it's a process, right? Leads are the people or the companies that have the interest in what you're buying or selling. This is the process where you're attracting customers. Lead generation, it's a process, right? Same thing as marketing, is a process. We wanna look to attract leads that are the potential customers for our product or service. So definitions recap, marketing's a process, market is a place, leads are people, and lead gen is a process. We talked about this earlier, and this is important, right? When we talk about lead quality, typically, one of the most powerful things is being able to generate leads that are cold, right? Why? Because that means you can scale your business, right? It's great when you have people in your database and, and warm leads and hot leads, and those are the people that want to buy. But to grow your business, you still need to be able to generate leads on a daily basis of new people coming in that are in your pipeline that you're going to work to educate, nurture, to become warm, to become that hot lead that's going to buy from you. You can't expect people to buy from you day one, right? You can't just throw things down their throats. You gotta let them get to know you. It's like me here, like I said earlier, people are asking me, they wanna pay me for me to create a coaching program for them. If I went to them without ever doing any of this and just said, hey, pay me, pay me 50 grand, pay me 100 grand, like, get out of here, no way. But if I showed you how I can explain this, this process to you, right? And, and you can make 50 grand in a month, you can make millions of dollars in a short period of time. Would you do it? I'm betting on yes, because I've seen that people are doing it elsewhere. I know it works. So simple as that. Thing about this is it's the top of the funnel. So you have multiple funnels. You have funnels for your cold traffic, you have funnels for your, your warmer traffic, and you have funnels for your, your hot traffic, right? And that's all around getting a lead in the beginning, getting them, attracting them because they don't really know much about you. It's different than trying to get them to buy a book from you, sign up for a challenge, go and 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 watch a webinar, right? Very different. What we're doing is top of the funnel. This is before you get into your sales funnels. When we're creating our platform, like we complement platforms that have these sales funnels. So like a click funnels, for example, like Survey Detective would be a complement to a click funnels because of the process, the method that we're going to show people on how you can go and generate leads, will then funnel funnel into sales funnels later on as you start to capture leads into your database and you start to nurture them and send them back. Visual here, um, obviously the idea is you want to attract the leads on the front end. We can get into that all day long. I can create frameworks around that. There's a lot of things that we would need to go over on creating ads and how you're positioning it all that good jazz, right? But so ultimately, here's just another little like visual for you to get an idea of what's going on. Because I like visuals, right? And I took some screen grabs on the internet, honestly. Like I could draw things for you all day long, right? But this was kind of like the easiest way to do it. Just give you a second idea. But so now we're going to dive into this, okay? Three-step traffic framework. 
Number one, and the most important, is the who. You need to know who it is you're talking to, okay? This is so important. This is something that people skip, and it's a disaster. If you don't know who you're talking to, game over before you start. Maybe get lucky with this big mass market play, but I'm telling you that for you to do this the right way, you need to understand who these people are, okay? And that's all around creating your avatar, okay? That's understanding the people that are your buyers. You wanna talk to the people, right? We're, we're looking for people that are going to fit your specific product or service. We wanna niche down to the point where we know as much about them as we possibly can, right? Or there's a total market, and then we're looking for people within that market that fit our mold. And that's how you compete with people in the marketplace. You can compete with some of the largest companies in the world if you become a specialist, if you niche down and you understand who it is you are talking to. Here's some ways that people will go about creating some of these avatars, right? So you look at it by goals, values, challenge and pain points, objections, sources of information, how they consume content, what do they do, how much do they make, where do they live, right? All that good jazz. It's building avatars, right? If you look at this, there's avatar sheets out on the internet. You can go Google it and find some, or you know, if you need it, I'm happy to, to put one together for you. You gotta do this. To the point where you wanna be able to look at a picture and be like, that's my customer. I'll give you a little tip if you're just getting started and you're somebody that's getting into like the self-improvement space, right? And you're starting to teach people things about what you know. It took me a little bit of time, um, but ultimately what you're doing is you're looking for people that are exactly like you 15, 20 years earlier. You've experienced something and now you're gonna go and share your knowledge with the world. Ultimately, like for me, who am I looking for? People that wanna become financially independent, right? People that don't have to play by anybody else's rules other than their own, right? People that get to choose how much money they wanna make in a year. People get to choose on how many hours they work in a week, in a month, in a year. You can travel whenever you want. You can do whatever you want, right? No rules, your rules, you play by your rules, it's your life. Create a work-life balance. Ultimately create something where work is your life and life is your work because you love what you do and it's fun. I gotta find people like that. I gotta find people that were, when I was in my 20s, 25, 30, 35, 40, where I was in my life and I had this burning desire to start my own business and, and start to generate revenue and, and, and do all these things and be able to buy nice things for my family and just you know be able to focus and help other people. But to do that, you still gotta take care of yourself first. Those are the people I'm looking for. Those people that want to hustle their butt off, like literally like me 20 years ago. Like, and there's a certain like attitude that they had and a certain way about that they would do anything because they, they believe that it could actually happen, right? And be coachable and, and just soak in everything they can. It's ultimately you finding yourself earlier on that you can now teach so that they can fast track their success. So you're ultimately like bottling up your, your experience, your knowledge into, <laughs> right? Like this is, this is gonna be well, like an hour video. And you know, we could be talking about 20 years plus of, of me doing this, right? Obviously I can't get into all of it, but you get the idea, right? But so you wanna write all this out, right? You wanna understand everything to the point where, you know, you get into general information. This is more on the, the demo side, right? You're getting into their goals, you're getting into questions, what are their challenges? What are they doing online, offline, things like that, okay? So that's really important. We need to know the who because we want to know who our target market is. What does that mean? Well, there's a market, right? If you sell computers, well, there's a market for people that buy computers. You ultimately want to create a target market, right? Remember, a market is a place where people go. We want to be able to aim to advertise our product or service to a certain segment within the market, right? A smaller subset. Right, so when you look here, a group of leads or potential customers that you aim to advertise your product or service to, that is a segment of the total market. So as an example, right, if you have total market, then you could have a subset of that market and you could have a segment, another segment, another segment, 
The more you learn about them, the more you understand them, you can start to create these different segments. I'm going to keep defining these, right? Marketing process, market is a place where people go. A lead is a person or a company interested in your product or service. That's going to be a potential customer. Lead gen is the process and target market is taking those leads, those potential customers, and grouping them so that you can now target and aim to advertise a certain message to them. When we're talking about this and you're building out your avatars, now you think about you and when you grew up and, and you know your mindset and what drove you and, and those are the things that you're going to start to build your avatar around. In addition to that, there's two, there's really two ways. One that I, I don't even have here and why I have this survey platform is because you just ask people. That's the whole point of like the survey, quizzes, assessments, is you're asking people and they're self-declaring things to you. It's so powerful. It takes the guesswork out of the equation, right? That's the, that's what's so amazing about it. Once you start using my my survey platform and you start asking people, there's really two types of surveys that we push, right? There's the, if you're doing market research where you're asking people questions there, then coming back in their own words and answering them, or you're creating like a segmentation survey where you already know your segments and you're just really trying to figure out which one a person belongs in so that you can then take them down your path and target to them and create perception and convert them into leads and customers and all that good jazz, right? Because they're going to love you and, and realize you get them. The second thing is data, okay? Now, when I say data, what I mean by that is there's a lot of different ways, whether it's from as I go down there, but like your demos, your geos, all that good jazz, right? And that's kind of kind of all goes together. Like, and and we'll dive deeper in a bit as we get further down the path. But there's things out in the marketplace today, right? Like you can go into Facebook Audience Insights, which is now called Meta, right? The Metaverse, which I'm really interested in, by the way. I'm uh, starting to dive into that a little bit. I'm excited about that. I really think I got to understand it more, but. I loved Ready Player One. That movie is so cool. The Oasis. I'm just going to dive into it, but I love it. But anyhow, they changed their name to Meta, right? See my ADD kicking in. I got to get back on track. <laughs> but you can go to Facebook Audience Insights, right? And there's so much information that they have about people that you can start to go and, and research to help with understanding your audience. Google Analytics. They tell you all the kind of behaviors people are taking, what they're doing, right? LinkedIn Insights. I mean, guys. There is so much data on the internet, which is scary, by the way. That's the whole you know issue with the whole cookies and 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 all that good jazz, and and that's why it pops up where you have to like accept that they're going to cookie you or reject it, whatever. With the whole retargeting and privacy acts, but the thing is, is that there's so much data out there for you to utilize, right? Like Google Trends is another one that that's a great tool if you want to like track your competitors, right? Try to get a good understanding of like what people are doing. I like to use Google because that is people taking action, right? They're the ones searching for stuff. It shows that they have intent, they, there's a demand for it. So that's powerful tools, right, for you, right? Like when you look at Facebook Audience Insights, they give you all kinds of information about like, well, you know, your interests, what you're, what you're doing, groups, all that good jazz. And, and that's great, right? Like if, if I knew that my group loved the Avengers, right, then, you know, I could create like an Avenger box set giveaway. It would only be to a certain subset of an audience that I knew loved that. And I would have to apply it and it would have to make sense for what I'm doing on my back end. This is all super, super helpful on a lot of different levels. The thing is, is that it's helping you because you want to break down and segment your audience. What does segment mean? You're dividing your target market into groups. These people are going to have very similar characteristics. When you go and you and you start segmenting your target market, it's and I could die. A framework is is right around here. I could and I have a framework for this, but I'm not going to get into this and go too deep. I'll, I'll go high level, but you got to be really careful when you do this because when you're segmenting your audience, you need to think about it as almost like being polarizing. You do not want one person to be able to fit into two separate segments. If that happens, then everything that happens after that, it's just not going to be as effective as it should be. Because the whole idea is that you're personalizing the messaging to that specific audience, that segment, right? 
And these people have these similar characteristics that when you go and you ask a question and you're going to segment them based on a certain question or questions, they need to, by no brainer, fit into a certain segment. And that's it. Segmentation allows you to personalize your messaging. And in return, it creates a better open rate, a better click rate, a better conversion rate, a higher EPC, a higher ECPM. It's a no brainer. People mass market, they just dump it out into the world. And it's great. If it works, awesome. If all your competitors are doing that, awesome. That means there's opportunity for you. That means there's opportunity for you to really take hold of a certain market, a target market by you going and you just keep getting into those subsets, lower, 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 right? It's like, you know, soccer mom, then you have soccer moms that are single, then you have soccer moms that are single, more than two kids over the age of 10. And you just keep going, right? And you start building out the who. And the more you can do that, the deeper you can go, the more relevant your messaging is going to be. You're going to be able to speak to them. You're going to understand them. They're going to be like, oh my God, these people totally get me, right? People want to buy stuff from you. They're dying to buy stuff, but there's a market, right? There's a market out there and there's certain products or services. And sometimes they just have to have to accept what that is because that's all there is out there. There's no one really solving their problem and they're frustrated. And when you find those frustrated people that are already, they're spending money on these people and they, and they hate it. They're buying things and they hate what they're buying and they're mad at these companies, but they're still buying it, right? They're, they're, they're begging you to create a better product, a better service for them. And if you do, you do it the right way, I mean, it's just gonna, they're gonna flood to you. If it works, they're gonna flood. It's gonna be overwhelming, right? And that's a good thing. But so here's some research. Uh, campaign monitors, the, the, the source, right? Marketers who use segmented campaigns saw a 760% boost in email revenue, seven and a half plus times, right? Just to understand that concept, if you're making $100,000, segmenting will turn that into $760,000. Making a million dollars, $7.6 million by just following this concept and using segmentation. The types of segmentation, and I'm not gonna go deep into this because you can and I love this part. This is so awesome. This is where I have like a lot of fun. Really, uh, like it's so much fun because of like how you can segment. There's a lot of different ways, but there's really four ways that you can do it. High level, right? In the, in the traditional marketing world, which is demographics or firmographics. Firmographics just mean that you're looking at the demo of a company versus a person. So demographics are people, firmographics would be the company, geographics, psychographic, and behavioral. And when I start doing this and like, you know, you, you have a marketing degree, it's over. Okay, I gotta simplify it. I realize that, right? So what I've done is I've been able to show you here a little bit of like some of the criteria for each, but what I'm doing is I'm ultimately showing you who are they, where are they, what are they thinking, and how do they behave? What are they doing? Okay, that's ultimately it, right? So once you can dive into that, there's so many different ways you can segment, right? That's why when we look up here, like by geo, country, city, density, language, climate, area, population, right? Demo, age, gender, income, education, social status, family, life stage, occupations, psychographics, lifestyle, activity, interest, opinions, concerns, personality, values, attitudes, right? It's all with the person's thinking. It's in their own mindset. The behaviors, how do they behave, right? Like purchase, usage, intent, occasion, buyer stage, user stage. You can literally segment in each of these ways. Because once you do and you understand these people, you can start to talk to them in a way where you're going to resonate with them in a way that no one else in the world is doing this. And just to understand, like when you're doing that, like age, age would be a segment where it's like, okay, 18 to 25, 25 to 35, 35 to 45, 45 to 55. 55 plus, if you identify that that's something that makes sense for you. And every company in the world does this, guys. The four main types, who, where, what they think, what they do. Who are they? Where are they? What are they thinking? And what are they doing? How do they behave? Here's some examples. I'm going to show you how big brands use it as a high level, 
right? And I don't want to spend way too much time on this, but I just want you to get an idea of like real brands in the marketplace and what they're doing because it's happening everywhere you look, okay? You walk into Apple and you go to buy a Mac and they have a Mac for the businessman. They have a Mac for the kid who goes to college. It's a Mac, guys. Maybe some bells and whistles for the one that they're going to sell that's $3,500 versus the one that's like $1,000 for this college kid, right? It's just adding some bells and whistles and ultimately creating some perception that it's worth more. They're both a Mac, right? Same stuff happened when you go to Nike. If you go to Nike's site, right, they drop down and like men, women, right? Those are just, you know, high level segments, right? If you, if you get somebody to, to go to the, the men's division, that's a segment by gender, right? You, you want to keep going, right? Because there's a lot of men in the world and it depends on the product you have, right? So for Nike, for example, on their demo segmentation, they demo ages 15 to 45 and it's all based on age, life cycle stage, right? What does that mean? It's where you are in your life, right? A 15-year-old and a 45-year-old, very different. I'm 45. I'm going to purchase things from Nike in a different way than a, a 15 to 18-year-old is going to purchase something from Nike, right? I don't, I don't need cleats anymore. Kids that are playing sports in high school might need cleats. But there are things that we might overlap on, right? We might like Jordans, right? Those awesome Jordans. Everybody loves Jordans. And that's been a big hit. Gender, occupation, generation, right? Those are a bunch of different segments. Each segment is positioned differently, okay? You really can go deep in this, guys, right? On the psychographic side, they're, they're targeting them by this, by the lifestyle, personality, activities, and interests. This is very high level. This is not diving into what we had earlier, right? When you, re you really want to understand. Mikey's avatar is Eric. He's 45. He has his own business. He likes to work out regularly. He plays sports on the weekends. He's a golfer, things like that, right? He's married, has two kids, active individuals who take pleasure in sports, gym, who are the athletes passionate with sports, which tend to be part of their life. That's the concept for Nike versus Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is a much bigger demo because it just, it applies to people in a very different way, right? So they, they do it by targeting by an age, family size, income. So like, for example, on the family size, they might do a variation in like the, the size of the bottles for different families. Here's another way that they segment and it's by the markets. Remember markets are where people are, a place where buyers and sellers are, where buyers and sellers go to buy something. In this case, for markets, there's 650 million consumers. In Latin America's segments is comprised of 39 different markets where people go to buy and sell Coca-Cola. They identified that they have $72 billion in retail value there. Wow. They're going to dive into each of these markets differently, and they're going to segment it differently. Starbucks, they're focusing on you know the upper class men or women, people that can afford a high price of coffee, right? Usually 25 to 40 looks like the, the age and their demographics, and this person makes a good living. But then they have a second target group which is the 18 to 24 year olds. And they belong to families that have some money so they can afford it, right? Makes sense. So right? the, the more expensive coffee in the market. Most of the customers belong to the generation Y, which was born between 77 and 2000, right? I drink Starbucks. I was born in 76. Just guys, I could go into this for hours and hours and hours. We can dive into each one of these companies. We can dive into any company and look at how they're segmenting how they're targeting, all that good jazz. Maybe we do that. If you guys want me to do that, maybe one day we pick a company and we start to do that and we kind of break out all the things they're doing, how they're marketing, you know, ultimately reverse engineer the most successful companies in the world, right? And that's what you should be doing with your competitors. When you guys are trying to build businesses, it's already done. Don't try to fix what's not broken. If there are people that are making money in the world today with what you want to do. Go look at what they're doing. Reverse engineer it. Know everything about them. You're going to add your little special thing about what you do, but the overall model is already there. You don't have to make it up. You're not copying, okay? You're not copying what they do. You're ultimately making your own, but there's a model out there that already works. So you don't have to make things up. So we have more segmentation. This was ultimately segmenting by behavior. So this is all by like buying patterns. So there's the VIPs, customers who shop the most often, who spend the most money. They, they could be spending 150 bucks versus an active long-term user who 
recurs, keeps coming back. You know, then there's customers that you're reactivating, low tier customers, new customers, people that just visited the site, right? You can segment by different behaviors, right? And it makes sense. Someone that's a buyer, you can target to differently than someone who just comes in as a window shopper, right? Those are the leads who you're not monetizing right now. And you're trying to get monetize them, right? You're trying to create new customers, new customer acquisition. But ultimately, it's all based on different segments. And this is all done through behavior. Number two in the traffic framework that we have here, once we understand the who, where are they? How do I get traffic? How do I get leads? How do I create traffic? Guys, you don't create traffic. Traffic is already out in the marketplace. I probably should define traffic. Probably should one of the definitions, which I did not do, right? Hey, bud. Oh, we got a visitor. Oh, my little guy, Ozzy. All right, Oz. You want to come in and, and talk to people? Let's do it. All right. There you want to sit up here? I'm going to define what traffic is. You're in a car. You're driving somewhere. Sometimes it's a breeze. I live about 40, 45 minutes outside of Manhattan. When I drive, if I do it on an off-peak hour, maybe like a Sunday morning, I can get into the city 40 minutes. 45 minutes, easy, great drive, beautiful, get to see the, the foliage and then you go over the GOB bridge. I'm right there, right? Piece of cake. If I go on a Monday or a Tuesday or Wednesday, it could take me two, three hours if the traffic is bad, right? There's a ton of cars. There's, there's just a buildup. There's a lot of people there. Traffic on the internet is just people going somewhere, right? I'm going to New York City. I could be sitting in traffic or not, but I'm going somewhere. Traffic to websites, traffic, people go to Facebook, people open that app every single day, right? People go to, to YouTube. The traffic is there, guys. All you're doing is trying to get in front of them. The reason why you need to know who they are is because you need to know where they are on the internet. That is why it's so important when you're trying to go out and generate leads and turn those leads into customers. And, you know, we can talk about messaging, attracting them, creating curiosity, but guys, you gotta get in front of the right people. But if you don't know who you wanna get in front of, you can't do it. And if you don't know who you wanna get in front of, you don't know where they are. It's like people that like sports. Would you go to ESPN? Maybe, of course you would, right? If you're in, in the sport industry, you'd be looking for places for sports, right? We, we talked about soccer moms. You would wanna try to find all the places on the internet where soccer moms are hanging out. It's like, right now it's Hanukkah. People go to temple, right? If they wanna pray. Who's at temple? The Jews, right? If you go to a church, you're likely not going to find a Jew. Make sense? It's the exact same thing online, okay? Does that make sense? You wanna go and find where they're hanging out. The whole idea here is that people are going to be hanging out on the internet, right? So when you look, we look at like referral traffic sources. So ultimately, these are all different platforms that you could potentially market your offer to. You're gonna advertise, right? Marketing, you're gonna market. These are different places that people are hanging out that they're looking to transact. Right, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Google, Instagram, YouTube, I mean, etc. Everywhere on the internet. But where are they? Right? The whole idea is all of this, they're just different traffic sources that are going to get people to come to you. Your goal is you just want to get people from that platform to engage with you. And you want to get them ultimately to give you some information so you can build up your database so that then you now control your media. You can traffic, now you own traffic. When you're buying traffic, it's not really the right thing, right? It's ultimately you're leasing traffic, right? Because if you go and you put an ad on Facebook today and run traffic, people looking at your ad, and you get a million impressions, you're gonna pay for those one million impressions. Tomorrow, when we do the same thing, again, you're going to pay for those 1 million impressions. What we want to do is we want to try to get those 1 million impressions. We want to get people to sign up for something so they come into our database. So we get some information. So now we can now retarget to them. 
we can communicate with them, whether it's on the phone, right? We can dial on them. We can text them. I don't got to pay Facebook anymore. Send them an email. I don't got to pay Facebook anymore, right? Now you control traffic. You want to talk to somebody, you press send. You dial on them. You text them. That's you build. That's the, that's the asset that you're building. Every lead gen company, the asset is you own your own records, your own data, your own leads. The, the higher the quality, the more intent they have, the more valuable it is. And you monetize those people by getting them to buy products and services. That's the business, right? That's how you sell your company. If, you, if you're a lead gen company, you want to sell your company, you need to have data. Otherwise, you're one slap away from your business being over, right? You could be an amazing company who knows how to buy traffic on Google. And if Google decides that they're going to change their business or they're going to shut your account down, everything stops. If you don't have a database of people, your business is over, man. It's over. Someone doesn't want to invest in a business where it's hanging by, by one branch, right? They want to come in and they want to invest in a business where you own something. You, you own something. There's security there. There's an even flow of a revenue that's just you know, an upward hill. But data is the most important thing. So referral traffic sources. There's different kinds of different traffic sources, social, email marketing, content and blogs, links from other sites, organic search, paid search, social media, right? Like there's two types of traffic, right? There's the, you can go out and you can pay for traffic, right? You buy an ad, or there's that whole influencer world which maybe you have a following and if you do then you're awesome and amazing right like i'm i'm here i'm trying to build up a community if you're if you're watching this then you're part of my community and i'm making an impression on you if you were to go somewhere and then take an action on one of my sites i would have earned that traffic i didn't pay for you i'm my time right my energy my my giving is is ultimately creating this relationship with you, but I'm not paying for you to click. Make sense? Versus if I'm not an influencer, which most people aren't that are getting into the business for sure, you go and you buy traffic, you pay for clicks. And that's how you get people to come to you. Direct marketing, you go direct to them. From my perspective, I just want you guys to understand this. We're, we're like market makers, right? When I started my company and things that I could teach people that have zero dollars, want to you know, quit their job and get into this business, you're ultimately becoming a market maker. Arbitrage is ultimately, and we've talked about this in the past in other videos, but I wanted to just put it out here just in case you're new to this channel and you've never seen this before. And if you are new, please subscribe so that you can get all of this great content every time we launch it. But so arbitrage is ultimately you're buying and selling the same asset for profit. Okay, we've talked about, there's all kinds of different types of, of arbitrage, right? There's the retail arbitrage with, you know, listing a product that you buy at a discount on Amazon and then selling it for more. And you make a, you make a middle, you make the spread on that. That would be a tangible product. What we do lead arbitrage, which is intangible. You can't touch it. Right. But you're selling intent. You're selling people are raising their hand saying they're interested in a product or service. You're going, you're generating that lead. You're selling it to someone that's selling a product or service. They want to buy that lead. And then you make that middle, you make that difference. Right. That's, that's what we're doing. We're arbitraging traffic or arbitra arbitraging media online with leads, right? Just to go and recap here, marketing, market, lead, lead generation, target market, segment, market segmentation, arbitrage. Okay. I got, I got to recap this because I feel like it's a lot of information and I feel like this is helpful. So I'm going to leave this here for a moment. You guys take a look at it, right? Marketing is when you have a process to go and you market. The market is a place where people go to buy something. A lead is a person or a company. The lead gen is the process. The target market is the group of leads that you're creating as a segment to target, right? And what are we doing when we segment? We're dividing them into separate groups that have exact same characteristics. They're all the same in that group. And market segmentation is you divide the target market into groups with similar characteristics, right? So you've identified your segments and now you're creating your segmentation of that market. So now you're going deeper, right? With what we do with the soccer moms. And to arbitrage, which is what we do, right? I, I do that, I, this is how I built my business, right? Arbitrage media, I ultimately buy and sell the same asset for profit. Earlier I said market maker. And people that aren't familiar with it, when I was younger, coming out of school, I remember I was a finance major, 
And I interviewed for this, uh, this company called Knight Securities at the time. Uh, I guess a family friend's uh, husband was there and, and they got me an interview and I had no idea. But they were market makers. I didn't understand any of it. I didn't really get it. I was 21 years old, right? Looking to go on Wall Street. I did not get the job, by the way. <laughs> I ended up going to working at UBS and then I ended up trading, leaving there and working in a hedge fund. And for my first like five to six years out of school, I was on Wall Street, right? Until I got into the marketing world, which by the way, best decision of my life. Thank God, right? I don't think somebody <laughs> for firing me, right? Like when things don't work out, guys, just remember this. When things don't work out, there's a plan. There's a reason for it, right? If things went well for me on Wall Street, I likely would never have gotten into marketing. So if things are not going so great for you right now, dude, take a deep breath and relax because it's going to happen. You just got to, it's a journey. You just got to believe in yourself and just keep going and figuring out what is it that you want to do? What do you want? And then go and get it. You can do this. I promise you, you can do it. I was in the same situation as you guys were. I was, took me 15 years to figure out, so I started my business in my, in my early thirties. So I was out of school for 10, 12, 13 years, you know, bouncing around in jobs, getting fired. So I'm promising you guys, you can do this. If you're younger than that, then you're way ahead of the game. If you're older than that, guys, the beauty of what you're doing when you're with me is you're fast tracking your success by just listening to what I'm telling you. Cause I just took all these years, almost 20 years of experience that I'm just kind of packaging for you to now immediately take and go hit the ground running. You don't got to put in the time that I put in. It's possible. You just, you got to have the desire. You got, yeah, there's two things. Okay. You have to believe in yourself and in the product and have passion. You got to believe. And you also, you cannot be afraid to fail. Failing is good. Failing is expected. You need to fail. Failing will happen. I fail all the time, all the time. You just need one, you need one thing to work and, and you're home free. So just keep going guys, learn from your mistakes. Market makers, okay? On Wall Street with Knight Securities who did not hire me, but then they ended up going out of business, by the way, <laughs> later on, a few years later. Uh, what they do is they ultimately create markets, buyers and sellers, with creating liquidity in a market for stocks. So bid, ask, what they'll do is they'll have a, a bid, let's say uh, for a dollar, and then the ask would be a dollar 25. So they would buy and sell at the same time, and the spread would be 25 cents, and they would make money in between. Market makers on Wall Street would make a spread. We're performance market makers. That's what we do, that's what I do. Performance market makers is, I think, a good name for us, right? We do the exact same thing. Difference is we're profiting from the difference between what the buyer is willing to pay for a lead and what the seller, the media, is willing to help generate that lead, whether we're paying for a click or we're paying on a cost per lead basis, and we're making the difference there, right? So if we can generate a lead for a dollar, we can sell the lead for a dollar fifty, we make fifty cents in between. And we do it all day long. Whether we're buying that traffic ourselves, right? We're paying for ads on Facebook, or we're going to somebody that already has traffic and doing a deal with them where they're gonna, they're gonna run it. And then when they generate a lead, we pay them, which is a better scenario of people just getting started. You need hustle, determination. Like your time is your, is your biggest cost in that scenario. It's not money. You don't need money. It's your time. It's your energy. It's your, it's your passion to go after it. And then you gotta work the deal to get people to run on a, on a CPL. And then you get the buyers to buy it and you make that middle. Once you get that set up, it's a good deal and you create cash flow and that's how you build your business. But so performance market meters, that's what we are. So number three is positioning. So my three-step traffic framework is knowing who they are and where they are and then how do you position it, right? So just to recap, remember, we need to know everything about who we're targeting, who, who our customers are, who those people are going to just they would stand in front of a car for you. You want to focus on those people and find those people out in the marketplace that are frustrated with all the other products or services that are out in the market and they're not satisfied. And you're going to go and talk to them. You're going to figure out what their issue is. And then you're going to explain to them that you solve their issue and they're going to come work with you. They're going to come buy from you. Now we got to figure out because we know who they are, where they are. Once we can identify where they are, if we know who they are and we know where they are, 
right? We know that they're, they're, they're soccer moms. We know these soccer moms are going on to different soccer sites, right? You know, some, you know, different groups within Facebook, different, different channels on YouTube, you know, however it is you're going to target these people. Now you need to position your product or service to your market. Okay. So market positioning is ultimately you creating this image in the person's mind about your product. They, when they think about you, they think of something branding, right? You hear about branding all day long, which by the way, we don't do, we don't do brand. We can't afford branding, right? We don't have enough money in our pockets to go and brand something like these big companies that do it and buy these Super Bowl ads and all that. That's not what we do. We don't do that. We're direct response marketers. We are result driven. When we go and we spend a dollar, we need to make a dollar 20 or we need to at least break even, or we can lose a little bit of money because what we're going to do is we're going to monetize that data, that lead on the back end, right? And we have a plan. But for the most part, you don't have money, right? So when you're going and you're trying to create a market positioning, it's, it's creating the perception in somebody's mind, but you're doing that with your messaging, okay? But your messaging is all based on then driving a result. But here's an idea of market positioning, right? Ultimately, it's all around, like I said, creating perception. Right. When you do something with our survey, AISTP, right, that's our survey method, attract, identify, segment, target, position. When we do that, right, when we segment into these three or four different buckets, and then what we're doing is we're going to create these target markets, and then we're going to then market segment the target market. We're going to create perception. We're going to position our product or service differently to each segment based on their objections, based on their challenges, based on their age, based on their income, lifestyle, whatever, right? There's a lot of different ways. I have a few different ways that I break it down to simplify this because there's so many things you can do. I'm not going to get into that right now, but that's just another framework that I can talk to you about, right? A framework within a framework, remember? Like box within a box. That's another framework for segmentation. I could talk to you about the different ways to segment, and there's just a few that are just the normal kind that we would do in and simplifying it for people that would come and use the surveys just to get an idea just giving you like a visual right so if you look here high quality low quality low price high price right so m&ms low price low quality versus dairy milks a little higher kit kat a little higher mars higher higher quality lower price right so you look here here's the price right if you're confused when i read this on this side here's the price M&M's, Kit Kat, Mars. The high quality is considered green and blacks. Lint, right? Lint has a high price and high quality. Green and blacks has high quality and just kind of like medium price, right? So just giving you an idea here of what we're looking at, right? Uh, what is this? The Rocher, high price. Quality is okay. That's how the, that's how this market perceives all these different brands. It's how they're positioning it to the market. They're all in competition for the same consumer, right? There's a total market and they're all gonna have to compete against each other in different ways. So they have to differentiate from one another. It could be price, it could be quality, all kinds of different things, right? And that's why we segment. A perceptual map, which is something you just saw, what it does is it's a visual representation of how your customers are viewing each brand. So ultimately it looks at where do consumers rank companies and how they compare them to the competing companies. In this scenario, in perception of customers, here's a perceptional map showing athletic footwear. We have price, expensive to cheap. We have performance to looking good, okay? And here's all the brands in the market and how they all stack up based on the perception of a consumer in that market, right? Make sense, guys? Is it starting to like, hit a little bit, right? So like each one of these companies is targeting a different segment. Some of them are targeting the same, but if you look here, right? People that are buying expensive stuff, North Face, Asics, Reebok, Nike, Puma, Skechers, high tech is very different type of consumer than the person that's gonna be riding this Gola or Fila, right? New Balance is lower, Adidas is middle of the pack, Converse, right? 
that's all just simple price. That's just one way of how you look at it. Like people's minds, in their mind, they perceive that North Face should be more expensive than New Balance. If New Balance wanted to change that perception, they would have to go back, reverse engineer everything, look at their competitors. What are they doing? How are they doing? How are they creating this perception in, in the marketplace? And then they'd have to create a different marketing campaign, right? And you'd kind of go back to the whole thing. Who are they? Where are they? How are we positioning our product or service, right? And then all the things that go in between of that, with the target marketing and all that good jazz, right? Segmentation. On the same respect, performance versus fashion, right? Athletic footwear. So Skechers, Converse, they're looked at as more of like a fashionable shoe. People that will buy it, maybe they use it to go out to the movies, go to school, etc. You could still do the same thing here, but over here, you're looking at if people are active, Asics, Reebok, New Balance, Nike, Puma, those are people that are looking to compete. They're athletic. People that are like going to go and, and run a race are likely not going to go and buy Converse. I love Asics. For me, they're the most com comfortable shoe in the world by far and away. I, I wear them when I run. I wear them when I play tennis. Oh my God, I love them. Like to me, in my mind, the perception is ASIC is the most comfortable shoe. I won't even try other shoes. And I may not even be right. There might be a more comfortable shoe out there, but for me, ASICs in my mind has done right by me. I'm their customer. I'm loyal to them. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get ASICs until they they just they don't deliver or someone <laughs> talks me into trying on something different at some point, and then they can steal me away and create a different perception for me. But so this is all around what a perceptual map is and how you use this in the market, okay? So this is just a little something I wanted to show you on how like you position yourself. And I took big companies and they're just taglines, right? They're, they're ultimately, they're feeding your mind. You know how they always say like media like controls the way people think, right? That's the whole thing. Like it's just whatever, you know, like when Donald Trump was running and the whole thing was going with the election, Fox News, if you watch Fox, they were always pro-Republican. But if you watch CNN, they were pro-Democrat. And it was just like, it was people's opinions on different news channels. And that's just, that's the media that we have. Now, thankfully, today versus years ago, we have way more mediums that we can go and, and consume, right? Like you're watching a video right now on YouTube, or you're listening to me on a podcast, or you're going on the internet and you're reading something, right? Versus... Back in the day, there was newspapers, radio, news, TV, but there weren't that many. So you didn't have a voice. We all have voices now. We all have access because of these phones, because of the ability for us to just go and create content so easily. What that did for us was it just, it opened up so much opportunity in this world for us to be able to get our voices out into the world, right? And then if we build a big enough community, we, we can move things. If we all can come together and create a community, that we're all behind, right? Like XRP being sued by SEC, the SEC thought they would run over them. They, they completely underestimated the community of XRP. And XRP is gonna win this case. That's why I'm invested in it, and you should too. But you do it on your own. I'm not a financial advisor. If you do it, it's on you. You could lose money. <laughs> but so, all right, ADD, brand taglines. Mercedes-Benz, engineered like no other car in the world. BMW. The ultimate driving machine, Southwest Airlines, the short haul, no frills, and low-priced airline. Avis, we are only number two, but we try harder. I mean, come on, right? You guys see, it, this is all market positioning. It's just, it's a, a quick tagline to grab your attention, and they're trying to resonate with their target market, right? Some people, I love it, right? Nike, just do it. Coca-Cola, the real thing. Uh, target. Expect more, but pay less. It's all, this is all thought through on who are we talking to? This is, this is it, right? Volvo for life, Home Depot. You can do it and we can help, right? It's great. Obviously in, in Home Depot scenario, it might be, oh man, like the only people that are going there were contractors, people that knew how to do something that were handy. And Home Depot is like, man, we want to get more people in here than just the, the, the general contractors. We need to get that that everyday person, that guy at home who's a home improvement guy. We can show them they can do it, right? And now, ultimately, they're showing 
that they're going to help you with whatever it is you need to get done at home. And it opens up so many more customers in their segments. That's the concept if you want to think about like how you're positioning your product. Here it is. Who, where, market positioning. Three-step traffic framework. We could always dive in. We could easily go deeper on each of these. And I, guys, I just spent some good time with you and I didn't even scratch the surface. That's, that's what's, it's, it's so awesome and beautiful. But the thing is, I can spend five days with you on each of these, or I could talk to you in an hour or two, right? But so just to give you like a little bit of recap, lead gen is at the top of the funnel, okay? This is where we're starting. It's the cold traffic. It's the people that don't know that we're coming for them, that they need us, that they want us. They don't even know it yet. They don't know it. And that's why we need to be really good at knowing who is it. We need to find them. We need to know who they are. We need to know where they are. And then we have to resonate with them. We need to create some perception and market our product where we position ourselves in a way that the people that need us know that they need us, that we grab their attention. And the only way we can do that is if we know them. Top of the funnel, right? Tofu, mofu, bofu. <laughs> Top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, bottom of the funnel. Just some, some, some things that I grabbed off the internet that I would go through with you guys just to give you guys a better understanding for examples, right? Is percentage of traffic from social for some of these websites, okay? I just want you to understand this from the traffic source. Remember, we're not creating traffic, we're finding traffic. We're finding out where they are, right? So Washington Post, the most traffic is Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, StumbleUpon, other. These are their social channels. Crazy, right? That uh, New York Times, look, Huffington Post, Facebook's their biggest traffic source, abcnews.gov, right? We just talked about CNN and Fox News, right? So if you look here, if you're targeting Democrats, you're going to go to CNN. If you're targeting Republicans, you're going to go to Fox News, right? It's as simple as that, right? We know who they are, Democrat, Republican. Where are they? CNN, Fox News. Now, how do we position it? How are we positioning our product to get the person to take action? So here's something that I thought was interesting with website categories, and it shows traffic via source. Now, the first one that we just looked at was social media, right? This is by source. So search traffic, direct traffic, referral traffic, social traffic, four different sources, okay? There's a lot of different things that fall in between each of these sources, right, on search, right, Bing, Google, Amazon is considered a search engine. Direct is getting a click, it could be an email send, right, or a, a click off of somebody's site. Referral traffic is somebody passing that to you, right, and you're tracking that. And social is social, right, Facebook, Instagram, or whatever. But so if you look here, arts and entertainment, 44% of their traffic is search. Religion and spirituality, 59.6% is search traffic. Wow. Let's see. What's the lowest for search? 33%? So non-standard content and business. Interesting. Is lowest direct, 48%. Let's see. Anybody in the 50% here for direct? 48.5% personal finance, right? So interesting. You know, there's an overlap. Personal finance, business. Makes sense, right? Education. 44%, 42%, referral traffic, right? It could be like affiliate marketing also, right? And social media, right? And what, what they mean by social here is not necessarily you purchasing. I think what they mean by that is like them actually getting clicks that is earned, right? We talked about like paid like versus earned. Earning is you having a community, putting out content, you clicking, right? Versus paid traffic is us being able to go and get a click. We don't need that one follower. We're just buying traffic where traffic already is. So I thought that was interesting. Something for you guys to look at, get an idea of some of this stuff. That's it, guys. I mean, I can go on for hours, but I'm not going to. I mean, I, I think this was a lot. Hopefully you guys got something out of this. Hopefully it was helpful. Hopefully I didn't, you know, break this down too small. Going back to the definitions, which I can keep up here. We can recap that. But ultimately, the three-step traffic framework, right? Our perfect survey method, our perfect traffic method, our, our result method, our lead traffic method. Um, right now it's perfect survey method for one. So, and we have shirts with that on it. So 
<laughs> we'll see, but there's three main steps. You need to know who it is you're talking to. Then you can figure out where they are on the internet. And then you just have to position your product or service to each of your segments. When we talk about my AISTP method, you want to attract the right audience so that you can identify what segment they belong in so you can create your target markets to position your product or service in a way that each segment feels like you're speaking directly to them, personalizing your messaging to their exact problem when your core offer never changes. That's it. Boom. If you look at it here, here's the definition recap. I think it's really important for you guys to understand this. I know I may have uh, gone over it a bunch, but I'm telling you, the amount of people that keep asking me questions like this, I needed to do this. I needed to do this because it's helping you. It's helping some people. If you already know it, you're awesome. You're way ahead of, of some of the people here, but people need this. So it is what it is. And I'm trying to make this as simple as possible. So that's my three-step traffic framework on a very high level. I'll start diving in deeper on different pieces of the frameworks. So the box within the box within the box. So I will do so as I create more videos. We'll dive deeper into some of this stuff. But I, what it, it seems like most of the people want to see, for whatever reason, the, the, the videos that do the best, how to make a million dollars in a year, how to make $80,000 a month, you know, how to do this and blah, 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 blah. It just seems like those are the things that resonate with people. I'll likely be doing more of those types of videos. But I just felt like it was important for us to kind of go through this a little bit. You guys get a, some good knowledge behind you because it's, you know, we're talking about like the whole, like the lead gen, right? But this part this is like trainings, man. I appreciate you all. Whoever's watching this, if, you get this, if you're here to the end, man, you're my, you're my guy or gal. You're, you're part of my, my, my diehards. You really want this. And uh, I promise you it'll pay off. If you stay and you keep working hard and you persevere, you believe in yourself, don't be afraid to fail. I can guarantee you that you will succeed. Never give up just get started. With that said, guys, thank you for being here. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Subscribe to my podcast. Follow me on my social channels, uh, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook. This was awesome. I had fun. Hope you did too. Hope you got something out of this. If you have any questions, ask me. Again, you can text me, 917-636-1998, or you can comment below and I'll, uh, I'll respond. But um, with that said, guys, thank you for being here and uh, be well. Would you like to learn how I built my business using other people's money? If so, then go join my 21-day challenge at PerformanceMarketerSecrets.com. I look forward to meeting you and welcoming you into my family. And remember, results don't lie, but the people who don't have any do. Thanks for listening.